Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, and welcome to NJSBA's podcast series, Conversations with Educators on the COVID-19 Frontline. With me today is Dr. Melissa McCooley from the Pinelands Regional uh, School District. Before we get started, though, uh, I would would like to tell you how to participate. You can dial 1-347-989-8901 and press the number one and that will uh let us know um that you have a question and we will uh, take the question um or you can uh just log into our chat room and type in a question and we'll pass it on to uh dr mccooley um okay uh welcome uh, dr mccooley how are you thank you i'm doing well good good um this is a really difficult time uh and before we get started uh, why don't you tell a little bit about uh, Pinelands Regional, for, particularly for those who are, maybe are from North Jersey or sure. any other county but Ocean County. Right, right. So um, Pinelands Regional is located, as you said, in Ocean County. There's about 1,500 students there. I'm the superintendent at the K-12 through district. Um, I'm actually the superintendent of two school districts. So one of the school districts that feeds into Pinelands which is pre-K through six, is Little Lake Harbor. I'm the superintendent there as well. There's about 1,600 students. Uh, We also take students from Bass River, Eagleswood, and Tuckerton to our junior high and high school. Our population is about 50% free and reduced lunch. Um, It's very rural in the area that I work in, and I'm actually a graduate of Pinelands High School, so uh, it's nice to be back. Oh, I didn't know that. uh, so when this was first approaching, uh, and I know it wasn't, it was a pretty fast approaching storm. What were some of the steps that you started to take when you realized we could be uh, closed? Sure. Um, you know, I remember hearing from our, our county superintendent, who's been amazing, that you know you may need to sub- submit a plan by the end of the week if schools close, or none of the days are going to count towards instruction and that's scary. So we, uh, we, the administrative team and I, sat down numerous times and put together two, because as I said, I'm the superintendent of two school districts, two very comprehensive plans that outlined everything that we would need in terms of safety, security, and of course, delivering instruction. Um, we collaborated with the Ocean County superintendents who are a great group. We were on the phone with each other back and forth. You know, what are you doing? What does your plan look like? Any questions that we had, um, we would literally sit as an administrative team and listen to the governor speak to see what direction that we were going to go in next. And we literally had the our finger on the button ready to hit send with a plan that was ready to go. We deployed technology to our students on March 13th, which was the Friday that we wound up deciding that we were going to close school. And um, we had teachers in both districts create lessons that were going to get us through at least a week. So for our little guys, our teachers did about five lessons in either Google Classroom, Flipgrid, Class Dojo, Seesaw, Zoom, and then for our older ones, the teachers were able to put together some plans in Google Classroom. So we were ready for the closure when it happened. Okay. Um, Now, the closures lasted probably a lot longer than most people had anticipated, at least 
back in March. Um, yes. And so um, how did you proceed with this to start to meet the needs? Because you said you were around 50% free and reduced. So I yes. would imagine, did all your kids have like uh, internet at home? Did they have a, a computer at home? <laughs> So, so they didn't. Um, we deployed 130 devices closing, and then what we did was we created actually the technology team who were amazing. They created a, um, an email group just for distance learning. So any parents that didn't have technology or hotspots at home, they could uh, get one. So what they did was they would submit their name, and we would have it in the foyer for them to pick up if they didn't have um, – a vehicle, which many of our families don't, we were actually delivering to homes. So we did uh, deploy a great deal of technology throughout this. Oh, that's interesting. Now, it's a little off the topic, but not quite. You did mention free and reduced lunch. One of the difficulties I think a lot of districts are having is providing those meals. Um, So that was definitely one of our our largest. Yes. Right. That was actually one of our largest obstacles we at first didn't know if we had to provide meals to students while we were um, not actually open, but the students were getting instruction at home. Then we found out, yes, you do, in fact, have to provide meals. A lot of our cafeteria staff were very afraid to come in to make the meals. So what we wound up doing was our, our food service manager actually manages the um, meals for students in, in the area, every school that I mentioned earlier. And he put together a a plan in which the administrative team would volunteer and take turns coming in. We come in on Sunday mornings, we make the meals for the week, and then on Monday we come in again and we deploy them through a service where we're set up out front and um, families come in their vehicles and we just put the meals right in their trunk. Those that can't get to the school because they don't have a vehicle, we set up a system where we are delivering to their homes. And I think last week, because of the spring break included, served over 18,000 meals and actually ran out and had to start putting together more, more meals for families. Wow. Wow. That's a lot. And I guess that's yeah, it was a lot. For the first, and that's a continue. So I, yep, you know, I, I created a schedule today for the uh, administrators to sign up for this Sunday if they want to come in Sunday or Monday or both. And, you know, we have masks on and gloves and we're six feet apart and we've created a system where, um, you know, this group is doing sandwiches, this group is putting together bags of fruit, and uh, it, it seems to be working for now. Okay. Um, what, uh, in terms of the academics, um, yes. Um, what are some of the things that maybe you, maybe you didn't come up with or but maybe some of your staff members came up with ideas that you said, wow, that's a great idea. Um, that you, you you reflect on and say, I wish I would have thought of that. Uh, was there anything that your staff did that uh, really stood out? So the staff has been absolutely amazing. I was in awe at how quickly they adjusted to this online learning platform. I think one of the greatest things that they've done is they're really helping each other. So if someone was not proficient in Google Classroom, another teacher is creating a video showing them how to use Google Classroom a step-by-step. They're creating Zooms to meet with um, students. They're creating morning announcements still for the students, but they're doing it on a video cast where one person's at their house and another person, the music teacher's at her house, and she's playing her ukulele while the other teacher's doing the morning announcements. 
So, you know, they really just collaborated well with each other. They're getting ideas from their, you know, friends and colleagues from across the, the nation. So I'm just in awe at how well and how quickly they have adjusted to this, this new reality that we have. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the other, um, you have, now you're starting to develop plans. How do you communicate to your parents and your community, particularly since, uh, as we discussed before, you're not one town. You're comprised right. of several. So how yep, is your so, communication um, with the parents and everyone else? Yep, that's a great question. I mean, luckily, the local superintendents and I in Tucker and Eagles of Best River work constantly communicating with one another. We have Zoom meetings. I've held Zoom meetings with parents. Um, one was just you know, a voluntary meeting. If you want to log in at this time on Zoom for Little Lake Harbor, come on at noon. For Pinelands, come on at 1. And, and I had no agenda. They could just ask any questions they wanted. We have since had to upgrade our, um, our platform with Zoom because 100 isn't enough in one sitting. We have so many people you know, wanting to ask questions and, and collaborate that way. I, you know, we do Facebook live sessions where they can log in with me and I answer questions. We use Blackboard and we send email blasts out and text message blasts. I've created videos for parents and, and sent those out through email. It's just um, anything, any information that I have, I'm sending out to them. A lot of the seniors have been, um, you know, stressing out about the prom and graduation. So I set up a timer. I Zoomed with all the senior class and then they got to ask questions that they wanted to ask. It's just really putting yourself out there through many venues so they have the opportunity to ask you questions and to get clarification on things. But the parents have been great, too. I mean, anything that if they need something, you know, they ask and we get it for them and and we clarify things. And there's a joke that my cell phone number should be on a billboard because I typically give it out at back to school night to all the families because it's an easy way of communicating. So they, they do text me often and then they'll share that information out with their friends and just getting out a consistent message. Um, you know, you just mentioned it, and I think it's the I think the group of students that people think of the most uh, at this time period, and that's our seniors, our, our graduating right. seniors, because it seems like um, all those uh, ceremonies and those uh, milestones that you have through the course, particularly the second half of the year. Um, not to mention the, the school play and all the other events. Um, how was it discussing with them? I mean, because it, they must almost take it personally. Well, um, first, the, the school play, I have to have to mention that when this was first happening, when, you know, we weren't sure about schools shutting and, and then the governor was talking about not to be in large crowds and that day I had to shut down the last two days the kids were crying. And I said to my husband, I think this was the hardest decision I've ever had to make as a superintendent, you know, and all the challenges Mm -hmm. that we have, it just was awful, but it was the right decision because this was escalating at that point. But in terms of the seniors, I've been in contact with them a lot. And this group of seniors, I have to say are going to be the most um, persevering group that's going to go through uh, New Jersey because they've been through so much. This group has experienced since their freshman year, our high school going on split sessions because of construction issues. And then they were displaced and had to be at the junior high for one year. And now they're finally back in their high school as a senior. And now we're going through this. So we're really trying just to get creative and, and do things that are going to make them 
you know, get through their year. I actually had a meeting on Zoom with the principal today and the two senior advisors, and we're talking about ways to get them some T-shirts sent to their house. And, you know, what are we going to do for graduation? We have plan A, plan B, and plan C. And then um, we're trying to reschedule the, the prom for the summer, if we can even have it then. So, you know, we're just trying to make the best of, of this situation. But, yes, they've definitely uh, been through a lot, and it, it's, it's extremely challenging and unfortunate. Okay. We're, we're speaking with Dr. Melissa McCooley from the Pineland Regional uh, School District in uh, Ocean County. Uh, if you have a question, dial 1-347-989-8904 and press 1, and I will, uh, we will get your question and pass it on to Dr. McCooley, or you can just type it in the, the chat room. Um, as we keep moving forward in, in, in this, um, what do you see as some of the challenges facing us as we move forward? Because it doesn't look like it's going to end anytime soon, if, if at all, this school year. Right. So, of course, as an educator, my concern is loss of instruction. You know, a lot of our kids um, need that one-to-one instruction from their teacher and that face-to-face contact. We usually have our summertime to bring those children in that really didn't gain the concepts that might need that extra support in preparation for the following school year. And now if we have that summer instruction, it really is going to be needed for everyone because we're all missing that time with, you know, in the classroom. So I'm really concerned about skill regression, um, you know, catching up where those gaps are and are we really preparing our graduates as well? Because now our seniors have missed certain exams that they may have needed. I know that the governor has done away with the portfolio assessments, but is that something that we really needed to push them forward into their next you know, point in their career. Of course, we're worried about compensatory services for our special ed students. Are they getting what they need in terms of their IEPs? And of course, safety. A lot of our students come to school for a safe haven. They come for their, you know, their hot meals. They come for a friendly face. They come where it's a safe place. And unfortunately, you know, being in a community that's 50% frame reduced lunch, oftentimes their home lives aren't the best that they could be. And, you know, we are concerned with their safety. We've had to send our SRO out multiple times for well visits when we haven't heard from students that are home that should be doing their work and they haven't submitted anything. So, you know, it, mm-hmm. it is a concern moving forward. And really the mental, the mental health of everyone, our, our teachers, you know, being isolated in their house, these are people that are typically very collaborative. They like being in front of a classroom. Our administrative team is, you know, used to being very busy and, and in a and, and now everyone is very isolated, and, and mental health is a concern. Uh, yeah, that was going to be my follow-up question. I, I think the social-emotional well-being of the staff, the students, how uh, – not that you can control that, but are you trying to monitor that? Is that the job of, like, the administrators, the principals, and all the – just keep a handle on how their staff is doing? Uh, so you know, our what, – yes, what, our, our – our director of guidance, Karen Kenny, and then we also have school-based youth services, and her name is Karen Kenny as well, um, but they have been on top of this. They've looked at different support systems and ways that we can connect with our students that are going through crisis. We've had students that are going through some severe um, mental crisis, and they were sent to different facilities to assist them. They've gone and knocked on doors. They've reached out to parents. We also have um, a part-time mental health expert that has worked in our district already and he's created some resources for students and 
he's doing some online chatting with them to kind of talk them through this, you know, this time that we're not in school. But it, it is definitely a concern. It's a concern for some of the parents of our students as well. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just thought of it. I just, sorry. Um, what about how are you going to place kids for next year when you go into September, uh, you know, for scheduling and all that type of stuff? Have you, have you so, thought of that if yeah, you come I'm, back? Yeah, we have. As I said, Karen Kenny is our director of, of uh, guidance, and she's amazing, and she's already started working on that. We are doing online registration for the high school kids for the courses they want. She had already started this prior to the closing. Um, in regards mm-hmm. to our little guys, we are a school district that, you know, we, we use formative assessment often, and we have a lot of data on our students. So we feel comfortable with the data that we've had up until the time of the closure that we can adequately place them for the following school year and provide them that the support that they need. Oh, okay, that's good. Um, that was one I was kind of worried about that because you have a you're going to have a gap in the data that you're getting. <coughs> well, let's start getting towards the end on the more positive note. What are some things that you were really proud of? I mean, that people should know our district did this. I mean, we already talked about eight or nine of them, but I'm just going to put you on pressure to have nine or ten. Um, so what were some of the things that you're really particularly mm-hmm. proud of uh, with this? So I've, either to I've students or to, staff? Sure, sure. I've said this to both of my board presidents, and I, and I mean this wholeheartedly. I, I feel like our team is absolutely an amazing team, and I, I mean team being – Um, our administrators, our staff, our teachers, our parents, our board members, the community really came together and did anything that they had to do to serve the needs of our students and our families. As I said, we made 18,000 meals and distributed them last week. We gave out candy prior to Easter. Myself, the principal, and his wife, who's a teacher in Little Lag, we stood out front and, you know, CVS donated a large amount of candy, and we gave that out to families for Easter. The, the county worked very well together. Our county superintendent has been amazing. He's been supportive. He's been, you know, give, collaborative, feeding us information as needed. For a community that's 50% free and reduced lunch, we're rural. Um, I, I think that we just pulled off this seamlessly. We had a very comprehensive plan. We're not missing a beat. Students are receiving instruction, and they're receiving meals, and, and you know, that's what we're here to deliver, and we did it. So I just, I'm so proud of this community. Well, I think you should be, and I think they, they're, uh, you said a key thing here. It seems like that everybody was working on the same page from uh, the entire, all the staff in the buildings, no matter what their position was, and all the administrators, the board, uh, and the building administrators, uh, everybody was pretty much on the same page. Yep, absolutely. Uh and that's probably the key to a lot of this success. Uh, any other final words of um, um, thoughts or recommendations if the district's going through it if that, that you learned that you think would be helpful for someone else? I would just say that if, you know, God forbid we ever have to go through something like this again, and I hope we never do, communicating, um, collaborating, you know, no one can do this alone. You have to work with your teams. You have to work with your county and the government and your boards of education and listen to the parents and listen to the students 
and see what's working and what's not and make adjustments. Nothing is written in stone. Your plan should be a Google Doc because it should be fluid. It should be changing as things are changing in your environment and seeing what works and what doesn't work and really, um, you know, just working as a team. So hopefully we don't have to go through something like this again, but, um, you know, we made it work, and, and you, need, you need to stay positive. And I know that's hard in times like this, but I think that's key as well. Well, I will echo, hopefully, we don't have to go through anything like this. I've never seen anything like this. So, uh, <laughs> Agreed. Uh, I think, it's, I think uh, for those seniors, they might have the most life historical moment that a lot of people will have in, a, in their lifetime. And right. uh, at least I think it might be the biggest historical moment I can remember, uh, at least in the Absolutely. way it affects everyone's lives from, from all over the country. So uh, I'd like to thank you, uh, uh, Melissa McCooley, who's the superintendent at the Pineland Regional School District. Welcome. Uh, uh, thank you. You're very welcome. This was great. Thank you for having me on, and, and thank you uh, to, for Kim Hanadel for putting us together so I could do this. This is wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I'll let Kim know. She better have listened, at least. Um, so uh, <laughs> that brings us to the end of this episode. And I hope you all enjoyed it, and I hope you all stay safe and healthy, and that uh, your students are all safe and healthy as well. And everyone have a good afternoon. Thank you. Bye-bye.